Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents... A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. Going on a lipstick search. I got this thing. This will work. This burns your lips. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that hurts really bad. <laughs> Why? Because it, it makes your lips, sw- like, swole, which is hot. Is that hot? <laughs> men, I love it when I'm talking like this. <laughs> Listen, men love it, and that's why you do everything. Oh, my God, I bet. I bet Henry notices when you have it on. You should start, this will be your new partner quiz. Be like, what's different about me? <laughs> Coming in, what's different about me? Are my make lips him guess. thin or swollen? Were <laughs> they sw- more swollen than do they, usual? Do they make you think of vaginal lips? Because that's, <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> what you're aiming for, obviously. That's why you swole them up, right? Yeah. Like they're engorged. I mean, I think that there is some like psychology that says lipstick is supposed to suggest... Vulvic, Vulvic activities. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm going to use this and really uh, probably annoy my partner with it. <laughs> Glad I can help. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I'm, I was trying to, to LARP, do a LARP as uh, Elaine today because I, I really love pink fluffy dresses. So that's like right up my alley. But I was then trying to find um, her character in this episode is wearing an apron. Yeah. And I went through all of the many, many costumes that I have. And I don't have just a kitchen apron. Well, also all of Henry's aprons all have like weed leaves all over them. Yes, your mother has made us beautiful um, aprons. aprons, But the closest thing I had um, was this lab coat that says Dr. Shots on it. (laughs) Shots, shots, shots. Does that mean we're getting hammered today? Are we getting early morning hammered? Doctor shots. So I don't know if this works. Probably not. This doesn't really look like an apron. No. That's the closest You're thing. You're the chief I of intoxication have. though. I have no kitchen adult aprons. Well, yeah, you live to be dirty. 
So I'm not a very good Elaine, is all I'm saying. No, that's fine. But was Elaine actually cooking in this? Yes, she was kneading bread. Oh, she was baking. Oh, yeah, she was baking. She was kneading, kneading that bread. I love uh, Dr. Elaine shots, though. I think that is, if she was the chief of intoxication, maybe she'd be having a little bit more fun. I know, I'm saying, right? Oh, but you're putting on a shrug instead. Well, yeah, because I have these tattoos, and Elaine would not want them. My tattoo is a bare breast on it. She oh. would be scandalized. What about Nesta? I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a Nesta. Nesta would definitely get tattoos. It's it's difficult to be a Nesta, especially sober. This is why I need Dr. Shots. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Dr. Shots medicine up, woman. We've got to have some fireball in this studio. Oh, oh god, please no. Please. My poor body. No, no, we must continue forth sober as we break down this part of the book. Mm. We are back and we are Guess what? Inside of Morrigan. Yes. I mean, I definitely would be if she allowed it. Oh wink. Uncle wink. Uh, yeah, she, uh, this is our first, I believe our first interaction inside of her head, even in the, I'm trying to think of any bonus chapters. No, I think this is it. First time. First time up in, up into more spots. Let us inside. Let us inside. We are again back into third person, uh, limited here. And so we're hearing more thoughts and, and they're not super jazzed up initially. Oh, she having a difficult time? She's having a day. Um, That's because we've picked up from the last chapter where Reese and Feyre were about to have sexual intercourse. Whoa, 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 what? And they had to stop because the two of them plus more had a date to visit the Hewn City. And and more interrupted them, if you remember that. Man, I can't even get a plane ticket for later on in the day because then all day I'm just like, oh, but I can't do this. I've got a plane later. I can't do that. I've got to get on a plane later. So I can't imagine just be like, oh, man, we're in the middle of having sex. Oh, yeah, we got to, like, go do do this whole thing that we've been saying that we got to go do this like a difficult thing in fairness to you a trip to LAX alone is like an hour they can just they winnow you yeah know, you're right it would moments. be different if I could winnow if only um, think of how much anxiety would be taken out of traveling. It's, it is just the time-consuming part of it, truly. Oh, oh, look at us as sisters. Sisters, sisters. Except in this part, we're not speaking to each other. Yeah, and we hate each other. And I'm a drunk. Give me something to drink. <laughs> Give me some fireball. <laughs> Man, you introduced um, Dr. Shots into my brain. Yeah, well... That's what you got to deal with now. And just imagine that coffee's whiskey. I do every day. <laughs> I'm not, a, I mean, I guess we can get some. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Jackie, put it away. Put I have it down. To, I can't. What do we have to drive? What is it? The morning? It's the morning. <laughs> and we have to record so many other episodes today and stream later. <laughs> um, our life is really hard. I know. Drinking at 11 a.m. So they're in the Great Hall, and Morgan is feeling through, she's feeling very much like thorough disdain and fear. Mm. And it's putting a, and she's putting a cold facade on her uh, face in front of her father, as they tend to do in the Hewn City. Daddy problems. And the golden haired male standing before her in the throne room. Amongst the towering pillars carved with those scaled, slithering beasts, 
He had been created from it, thrived in it. I was going to attach fan art of Kier here, but there doesn't seem to be any of it. And actually, I'm, I forget if I've already tried to do that. There's a couple characters on the show that ha- are on the show. There's a couple characters in this series that just have zero fan art, which is notable because so many of the characters have thousands yes. of fan arts. Well, I don't think a lot of people, I think it really comes down to how, how much, horny how much for do you fuck? are we. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, which is for the best, aren't horny for Kier. True, but you'd think one person would have a mean daddy kink. I mean, and that's the thing. Actually, as I'm saying this, I immediately take it back because I'm also the one that, like, at this point was already dreaming of Eris in a situation. And, like, I didn't know that much about him. Eris is definitely, he comes across as less cruel. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody should be attracted to Kier. He nailed nails into his daughter and abandoned her. But uh, nobody wanted to see what he looked like, I guess. Wow. But oh, at the same time, though, okay, side note, when I was looking f- through images trying to find him, I came across a fan casting Pinterest that suggested the Daddario siblings for Dagden and Brenach. And Ooh, I thought that was kind of brilliant. Yes, with their piercing eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think they'd be really good as the twins. Because um, they are both, they're kind of twin-like and they're pale and hot and could look feyish really easily. And I guess they wouldn't even have to really kiss each other because it's only ever like It's implied. just inferred. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, they, we don't have to watch them actually make out or anything. Because I really um, don't. I don't have that. Oh, no, no, no. I have but none I of say, that. Natalie wants it. Didn't you hear everybody said everybody is saying that Natalie wants it to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I love it. I love it. Um, I will say I separately find them very attractive. Yes. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. A lot of people also seem to want Matthew Dario as Azriel. Yes, and I've also seen Reese too. I can see that. I I feel like he's closer to an Azriel. Yes. But um, I kind of like them cast as the twins. Anyway. I, I just want to see those piercing baby blues kissing on somebody, please. Yeah, I mean, they don't have any genuine sex scenes with anybody they kind of are just artists off camera, which is mm. not sexy. Mm. But I think they'd be good for the part. That's not sexy. It's not sexy. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's not sexy. <laughs> um, anyway, the passage I just talked about from chapter six, Moore is standing in front of her father and she, in her mind, is noting how he has those writhing beasts inside of him from the throne that it's he thrives in being that kind of monster. But Everybody says that when they look at me, too. You have the like, writhing oh, beasts. she's got writhing beasts inside mm-hmm. of her. And I'm like, ah! ah, ah, ah. You're just always wiggling. And, yeah, and I'm always chained Whoa. up. Yeah, that's, yeah that's when they get all loosey-goosey. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all got to get back in the cage. Yeah. Um, and we have to uh, also remember, though, that Reese technically has those beasts inside of him as well because mm. his form resembles them and he lets the creature out. I mean, the, but those are sexier than Kier's. Well, I think maybe there's a lesson in there on tempering your darkness and making choices in Oh, life. I guess that makes more sense than just thinking of the sexy beasts. I mean, I like that better, these. really. In this chapter, we get a review of what happened to Morgan as a teen, only this time from her personal recollection. So the incident, we'll call it, as they stand before her father, Moore reflects on how her father trashes Reese while they're not actually there, calling him a half-breed. And it feels disgust. As Kier speaks with the High Lord and Lady, 
Moore is affected by Eris's presence enough at this meeting to be transported back in her memory to the 500-ish years ago when she was in the forest that day, conscious but mutilated, laying on the ground. And at one point, I forget who says it. I think it's in the next book. Somebody says she was also naked, which is like, <sighs> really? I don't know. I don't. I know that you're already nailed, but like that element of it is adds, adds such a sinister element yes. to it. Um, so she recalls looking up from the ground and seeing Eris appear over her. And we're privy to their interaction for the first time. We've already learned so much of what happened that day. And I think this is an interesting study on how Mass builds her books up. Because, yes. as you may recall, she had initially written this book for us in Starlight as a way for her to learn about the secondary characters for herself. So it seems like she was almost working through that scene with Morgan. And and in that, that scene, Eris leaves her there. But we actually don't see him do anything or like do any of the harm to her. So while she hates him and we don't have a positive view of Eris, I personally have always felt like he was going to be on a redemption arc from the beginning. We learn more about that interaction throughout the books. Well, he's another one of these shades of gray where Mm -hmm. it's like you just keep learning. So it's like, okay, he's evil. He's evil. But then you find out these more like these little parts of him that she just like sprinkles through the books that like it, she's so good at character building. I do love how that she you're just characters. like, but then why do I not just like like Kier, we hate Kier. Yeah, there's no redeeming Kier. No, there's nothing that we like about him whatsoever. But there's just something about Eris that the entire time you're just like there's like it's a sense of obligation it's a sense of like not saying that he's like a great guy no i don't want to like hang out with him and like i don't know ride a carousel with him uh, yeah kissing on the carousel kissing on the carousel horses would be kind of it would be difficult but but isn't it cute when you're going up and down and then you try to kiss when you're when you're at the seams so maybe maybe you are thinking about that with eris a little bit just like a little bit but then i'd be like but i hope nobody sees us on the carousel yeah it'd be a secret kissing yes secret carousel kissing oh my Um. god isn't that everything (laughs) (laughs) but yes you're right. Like, and I, I, I can't remember if we've read it already or if it's in the next book. So I don't want to say, but there is something that he. I feel like it was in the last book that he adds an element to this story, which suggests that he didn't just abandon her in the forest that yes. day. That there was more to it. Um, Feyre notices that Moore is somewhere else in her mind and nudges her to get her to pay attention. And we're brought back to the present conversation where Reese and Feyre are in their full regalia for the hewn city, acting cold and unmoved as they speak with Kier. The problem is that, like, their hewn city outfits are, like, arguably their hottest fit. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And it makes me sad because, like, I don't want to, like— I want to dream about them in the Hewn City outfits, but I don't want them in the Hewn City. And so that screws up my brain. Well, I mean, just keep thinking about that first interaction they had in the Hewn City. Wowie, wowie. (laughs) Oh, I'll never forget it. (laughs) So... Moore chides herself for still being stuck on this memory so many centuries later. But 
you know, if to her benefit, I will imagine that with the constant wars and the wicked queens and all that stuff, I imagine therapy gets put off a lot. Yeah, I think there's always some been, other battles. Yes, she's been doing a lot of other things since, and it's okay that you're still caught up on. Man, I am caught up on things that like that much less happened from many years ago that I'm like, I never talked to that person ever again, and they just like maybe were dissing me slightly. <laughs> I think it's okay that she's still upset about this. Oh, not getting dissed? Yeah, because someone had the audacity to diss. Wow. Mwah. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm such a Miss Piggy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Searching for truffles. <laughs> I'd be so good as a truffle pig, but we won't go down that oh. road. I wish we had a truffle pig. I love truffles. <laughs> what if we get one of the family and it's me? No. I'm the family truffle pig. We need you to make content. Okay, all right. Um, I think I'd make a lot more money if I found truffles, though. I mean, it would be a good side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm going to stop scrapbooking. I'm going to pick up truffle, truffle hunting, hunting instead. <laughs> No, not with a pig. I'm going to sniff them out. Yeah, I'll find it. Get me some big rubber boots. I don't even. <laughs> I don't know what you, you got. Need. A lot of learning. A sifter. To do. <laughs> you got a lot of learning to do. Um. So, yeah. So in this moment, even though it's was you know so many centuries later, she finds herself spiraling, almost regressing in front of these men who hurt her. And I definitely can relate to that. I consider personally myself pretty comfortable standing up for myself at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't always the case, especially like the first half of my life. And sometimes if I accidentally find myself in front of one of those people, those people oh, from my yeah. past, I become a little bit of like a stuttering, helpless kid again. Because yeah. your mind just like kind of retreats you back in the same way when you're like, when you go home for too long and then all of a sudden you're like, ugh, <laughs> and you like slam a door. And when was the last time you slammed a door? You know, <laughs> I got to get out of here. I got to go. If I start acting like a 16 year old, I got to go. You start climbing out your window. You're like, "Why? I can use the door." Smoking cigarettes again, just because ah, <laughs> oh, because I'll I'm a do rebel. What I want. Um. So yeah, that I hate when that shit happens. It's really annoying, but it happens to most people, or some people at least. More seems to be feeling this way in these moments, and she can't bring herself to her full emotional height, if you will. Mm. Though we are listening in on this conversation between all the leaders present. The purpose of this chapter seems more to be for us to learn how Morgan is feeling inside during these forced interactions she has to have with her family. Because we're not really getting a ton of new information here. It's more about just like hearing her. Moore glanced toward Kier and found him watching her. Save for her initial order to the steward, she had not spoken a word. Contributed to this meeting. Stepped up. She could see that in Kier's eyes, the satisfaction. Say something. Think of something to say, to strip him down to nothing. But she can't. She can't do it, and she feels shame for it. Her red gown flowing behind her, Moore turned her back on him, on the smirking air to autumn, and followed her high lord and lady through the darkness and back into the light. I like the image of her red gown flowing behind her. Ooh, just she's a goddess. Yeah. 
But that's also, yeah, it's it's so hard when you're like in those situations and you go back in time into that the feelings of feeling like you're lesser than mm-hmm. and that you're below someone and it's just like everything in you is just like, ooh, just like rip them apart, ooh, say something and you just can't. Mm-mm. It's it's that little part just really gets itself it like lodges into you for your whole life sometimes. Ugh. Oh, more oh. I feel for you, baby. More's gonna have her day. We're back in. Yeah. The next chapter, we're back in Rizan's first person, and he's highly agitated as Azriel delivers the news that there are more Illyrians attempting to rebel than they had estimated. Though Azriel wants to deal with it right now, Reese tells him to wait until after the holiday, mostly for the sake of Cassian, who he insists take a break from his war camp duties to spend time with their family. Everyone is on vacation. We're all on vacation. Everyone, it is the holidays. Did you hear Henry? I did. I just, (laughs) I could feel Henry being like, no, we will deal with this. We are on vacation. And we're going to like it. As they talk, felt Henry course through my veins. <laughs> As they talk, Reese thinks about how strange Azriel's shadow gifts are, and that they are not from his Illyrian heritage. In fact, no one is super sure about where or why he got them regarding his shadow skills. And I wonder, you know, I don't know if we'll ever learn exactly why he has the shadows, but it is interesting that he has this like unique power that shadows seem to like speak with him and move around him, like. Like animate object, maybe objects. it comes from listening to like a lot of My Chemical Romance. You know, I, I mean, I tell you, and I think all that of a sudden, yeah, he's the embodiment of Welcome to the Black Parade. It comes out of the speakers and just like covers him in shadow, and he can just feel it. And now he's got, he's just uh, Gerard Way wishes he had animated <laughs> shadows around his shoulders. Oh, he would have come. He would definitely come. Just like he'd look at himself in the mirror, and go like, oh, and the shadowy boy that's. <laughs> this rebellion of these Illyrians that the Azrael's reporting on seems to be stemming from the great number of lives lost to the last battle they had. As we talked about last chap- uh, last episode, something that Reese and Cassian and Azrael caused the death toll because they were trying to exact revenge for the treatment of them as children. And to their soldiers, to that I say, project much. Illyrians. Well, there's because you act like yes, that. Yes, and they're certainly not talking about their feelings, so they gotta get it out somehow. They they think because they treat people badly that everybody else is like them and treats people badly, but that's not what the Bat Boys do. Mm-mm. No, no, they talk about their feelings. Mm-hmm. And also in this chapter, Reese mentions that none of them can figure out how to get the curse off of Vasa. Even Mm. Helion has never seen anything like it, as though the curse was, quote, woven into her very blood. So she's still a bird. That's a bird. Yeah, she a bird lady. But isn't it nice to fly far, far, far away from here? But she can't even. Mm -mm. She's stuck. Nah. She can't. She need forest to drain the the pond for her. No. Um, <laughs> then I don't even know what that means. Uh, yeah, I'm then with when, you. I'm with you. <laughs> we're sisters, sisters. We've both seen Forrest Gump hundreds of times. Yes. Remember when he takes his face and it's got mud and then it's the smiley face shirt? Remember that? Oh, part? yes. I was for a second, I was like, Are you talking about Castaway with the ball? <laughs> no, you're, I know what you're saying. He created the smiley the face. The smiley face. 
When their discussion turns towards Lucian, Reese is surprised to learn that Asriel doesn't know that Lucian is away right now. I winked at him. You're my spy master, shouldn't you know? As crossed his arms, face as elegant and cold as the legendary dagger at his side. I don't make a point of looking after his movements. Why? Not a flicker of emotion. He's Elaine's mate? I waited. It would be an invasion of privacy to track him. To know when and if Lucian sought her out. What they did together. Sure about that! <laughs> I asked I had quietly. To you have to. Sure you about that! <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm hip. I understand. Yes, I've seen it on the Tiki Talks. <laughs> I asked quietly. Asriel's siphons guttered, the stones turning as dark and foreboding as the deepest sea. Where did Lucian go? <laughs> Interesting. Ooh. Oh, he doesn't want to know about what happens to Elaine's maid. Mm. I wonder why. I wonder what Rison means. Mm. Somebody's got a crush, and somebody cries while he's all alone, <laughs> with only the shadows to see his tears. He does something else while he's alone if you read the bonus chapter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, man, then just, I just felt my jaw come unhinged like I was an anacondita, just <laughs> ready to suck down some eggs. <laughs> what eggs? The eggs of other anacondita. Oh, got it. I was um, more thinking about the movie Anaconda. Let's be real. That here. was the. Uh, I I was watching it the first time I made out with a boy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do, were you, like, really more focused on Anaconda, though? I saw it in 0% of that movie. Hell yeah, girl! I still don't know. Make out! I still don't know what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah. I assume a snake. <laughs> yes, I love to hear. That's a good makeout right there. Yeah. He was a little jerk off. But then he, uh, like, made me really sad. It broke my heart. And then, like, 10 years ago, he DM'd me on Facebook just saying, I really want to apologize for how I treated you. And he was, like, 15 years old at the time. So I was Whoa. like, that's really nice of you. Thank you. Whoa. Yeah. Do you think, was it was this, like, a, a the round of apologies, you think? I don't know. Like, he didn't do anything that was so out of turn that it was, like, he needed to beg for forgiveness. He just did a teenage like, boy there's a thing. Plenty of other people that have hurt me way oh, worse yeah. that never apologized. No, he just sort of like <laughs> unceremoniously dumped me. Yeah, he was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, he was just being a fifteen-year-old. So he was just like he just said I'd because he was a night. He turned into like he. I think he was like kind of a um, like a problem kid for a while, and then he's like married and happy and stuff. And he was just like, I just really want to apologize. I was really troubled at the time. And what? Oh, look at that gross. So, Bill, Bill Ryan, thank you for, for that message. That thank really you nice. so much. Um, I wonder what else he feels guilty about. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry! 
Deals this great won't last. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So... After they try to shift their talk a little bit and it turns towards the impending holiday and Asriel hesitantly asks whether he's supposed to buy the sisters presents, which I thought was endearing because they go from discussing global domination and and war to being nervous about buying presents for girls. Which is so cute. I'll take a present. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Asriel doesn't want to. Buy presents for them. He's no, scared. Of course. I mean, I, you, as you should be. Can you imagine buying a present for Nesta? I'd be no. like, I mean, she's going to hate it anyway. Nobody's so buying it Nesta some presents no. this year. But then well, also, how is Elaine going to react? Oh, thank you. Oh, I cannot hold it. Oh. She falls out of the chair. <laughs> oh, she's having her spells. <laughs> So I wouldn't want to buy either one of them presents either. No. I'm like, no, I'd, I'd rather. Why don't we just skip it this year? We do find out the bad boys buy presents for specific sisters, don't we? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Reese says, don't worry. Just let the sisters exchange gifts among them, amongst themselves, Which to which Az is relieved. Then Reese reveals that he intends on visiting the spring court this week. Ooh. He doesn't want to, but he has to assess whether Tamlin is willing to let his borders go unwatched as he is doing right now and what risk that would pose to both humans and Fae alike. So he's got to go on some Lord business. Oh, I'm scared for him. <sighs> Reese is going to be okay. I know. Just like think about how he strode into the spring court during like the first book and just like with that like swagger and that confidence. Good Lord. Mm. Back when like we first fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 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 So um, I just dream about that. Let's dream about the confidence with which he is going to enter the spring court. Oh, we will. Oh, but first we we're will. back to Cassian. Okay. Our himbo. He's our himbo with a heart of gold. He's in the camps, wrapping up his duties before he returns to fulfill Rizan's request to come home for the holidays. 
This time, however, we're entering a different sort of area of Illyria, their shopping district. <gasps> Cassian going shopping! I just or, would love a shopping montage where he just like got a bunch of bags and just... It's like a xylophone playing. Well, it's as much shopping district as these extremely straight military males will allow. True. So only necessities. And Cassian is heading for a clothier. And here we meet a new character that just might, might. return again. Hmm. She's an Illyrian female, something we've really only heard about so far and not really met or spoke to. The females don't have a lot of personal autonomy in this part of their world, so Cassian is slightly surprised to find one operating a store alone. Cassian knew this shop to be owned by a male named Proteus. But this younger female is not cowering or meek, despite his noticing that her wings have been clipped. This was a practice that Rizan had banned, but when he was under the mountain, many Illyrian males returned to this tradition, which I believe we learned last book. So that the females wouldn't be able to fly away. If you'll recall, Rizan's mother was held kicking and screaming about to be clipped when his father appeared and their mating bond clicked in, thus saving her wings. This female stands there, even clipped, and holds his gaze. It reminded him of Nesta, that stare. Yeah, I've got it too. <laughs> I was like, what is the voice? This oh, okay. is me doing ah. the stare because I'm Nesta giving the oh, glare. Right. Frank and unsettling. Don't call me Frank, she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm goofing through the read. Okay, Frank and unsettling. Proteus was my father, she said untying her white apron to reveal a simple brown dress before she emerged from behind the counter, was. I'm sorry, he said. He didn't come home from the war. Cassian feels shame and guilt at this, but she waves it off. She doesn't seem particularly bummed about it, to be honest. I mean, if she's clipped, right? I I don't... I'd be pretty upset. And she's, you know... Bold enough to be running the shop where they try to, you know, prevent females from having their own shit. Mm-hmm. She informs him that this shop is hers now and that her name is Emery. And she's Proteus's daughter. Almost in a challenging way. Trying to, like, pu- like push her chest up being like, and what of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm my running the shop. I run the shop. Yeah, he was my father. That ass is dead. <laughs> I should have said ass is grass. Damn it. (laughs) Because she doesn't maybe know Cassian, and she knows that it's uncommon for a female to own their own business, but she don't know Cassian gets a hard-on for independent females. Mm. An emotional hard-on. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's the only kind of hard-on. Yeah, boss. Yeah, you tell him, yeah. She doesn't get hard any other kind of way, boss. Yeah. Man, I would love to be your thieving sidekick. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd be so bad at the thieving part of it, but ugh. But I'd also be a thief with a heart of gold. Yeah, we'd have to do like some. Uh, we could only be like Robin Hood types, I think. This is because I just started playing D anD D for the first time. I yeah, think. you're really getting into Uh-oh, it. Oh, I'm a nerd girl now. Oh no, I talk about Fay all day, and then I I play D anD D. I roll my die into the night. So we go. I'm just like a dork. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, no. no, my breasts <laughs> fell out. I'm uh, such a what? nerd. I'm so awkward. <laughs> I'm just like not like the other girls. <laughs> it's just always making that noise. 
so hot. <laughs> so hot. When girls sound like tea kettles. Oh, yes. But like a little dinosaur-ish, too. Because yeah, like, that's awesome. That's so hot. Tiny so little hot. hands. Yeah. yeah. Like T-Rex hands. Yeah. It certainly seems like your shop. He said at last, turning his attention back to her. Emery had drifted a few feet away, her back straight, chin upraised. He'd seen Nesta in that particular pose, too. He called it her, I will slay my enemies pose. Hmm. <laughs> oh, is it like this? We have cupped hands for attack. Man, yeah, that's how that's that's your attack stance, right? I know uh, Jackitsu over here. Jackitsu. I I put liquid at you. I cup it at you. <laughs> but then you always got to be pouring liquid. It's, yes. it's it's it's. Hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> and then I oh you wet. Ha <laughs> He goes on to list several other of her postures and has he has named them. This is to oh, say, paying attention. Someone is studying Nesta an awful lot. Ooh. Yeah. I, I mean, I love you, Jackie, but I don't have names for different ways that you stand. Uh, yeah, but Cassian would. Where's my himbo? Uh, I think <laughs> I it's call the, this her hair beads. Yeah. The hair beard <laughs> right. stance. And I go, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We don't have a Santa here. I am just an old fat man. <laughs> they don't have Santa. No, Santa's here. They have Solstice, Solstice Sam. <laughs> Solstice Samson. Solstice Samson. It's difficult to say, so you can't say it too fast. But. You can't say it too often. No. Any, anyway, Cassian is here this day because he wants to buy out Emery's store. She's confused and tells him that she doesn't need his charity. Mm-hmm. He gives her a little more money and asks her to take her stock around to the camp and give to those who may need new clothes and can't pay for them. Because Cassian, again, is a himbo with a heart, heart of gold. A heart of gold. Uh. He's probably remembering his days of poverty, starvation, and cold in this very camp. After assessing Cassian and deeming him trustworthy... She agrees to do as he says. I mean, he is doing a little bit of a Richard gear here right now. I mean, he comes in and is just like, give me the whole shop. Are you talking about Pretty Woman? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little Pretty Woman. Because, I mean, not that he bought the whole shop, but, like, he just comes in and, like, gets a gets everybody on the house, which is kind of sexy. Have you ever bought a whole, like, a round for everybody on the house? If I have, I'm sure I have, but you know. Yeah, but that's when it's like three people and it's four o'clock in the morning and everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, when yeah. you no, buy I've the round. I've never bought everybody in a place. It's usually supposed to be for a celebration. Yeah, I think that's a dream of mine to come in and be like, this round's on me to like a huge bustling bar and everyone goes, hip, hip, hooray! And everyone cheers me. How, would, it, would, how would they even figure out everybody who was there and if they only got one drink and like all that? That would be complicated. Yeah, I, I the guess bartender I'd have to would hand be like, out my, I, that's it. The bartender's going to be upset. But I maybe I hand out my own tickets. Your, your own tickets. Yeah, yeah, I'll start traveling places with tickets. I'll know that I'm going to do it. I'll plan for it and then I'll hand out tickets. Yeah, Scrip. I think that was called Scrip in Pennsylvania. When you would, um, you'd like go to a carnival and you have to pay and like 
tickets instead of man uh, y'all you've got your own you pittsburghians and all y'all you've got your own words you've got your yins you've got your script and chip ham uh, whoa wait tell me more about chip ham i'm surprised i've never made you to eat it there it's very popular is it like spam it's v- it's very it like finely chopped up ham. It's like sort of. Is I it don't like know. a slaw? I, I haven't know, you're eaten in like twenty years. Yeah, you're a vegetarian. I'm asking. I'm asking the wrong one. <coughs> Somebody sell me on this chip ham. <laughs> chipped ham. Oh, chipped ham. Chipped ham. It's been chipped. Oh, and Nebby. That was another one that I think is local. Oh, what does that mean again? Nosy. Yeah, you nibbing a bit. Being Nebby. So she agrees to, to do this task that he requests. It's apparent that Cassian in these moments takes a liking to this female and Emery at the very least is tolerant of him. He feels sadness internally for her destroyed w- wings but doesn't let it appear on his face. As he leaves, he thinks to himself that if this female and Nesta ever met, it, it might be a whole other book. Uh-oh, I don't want to see that book. <laughs> But then also, like, can you imagine what he's dreaming of? Talk about the fan art that Cassian is dreaming of right now. Of the three of them just having a time. Nice. Ugh, my wig keeps falling off. It's like my body knows I'm not Nesta. My body knows. (laughs) It's just like, you're not. I know you love Cassian, but he doesn't want you, girl. And I'm like, please, if I could just glue it onto my head, maybe you love me. I think it's because Nesta's spirit is in you and she's saying... Jackie, my hair doesn't come down till the next book. It's always up in a braid. That's true. It's always yes. like this. Oh. It's always braided up. Yeah. Oh. Maybe that's also her problem. Her like you gotta let your hair down, girl. You know, it's it probably like when hurts it's up all the time. Yeah, it hurts your scalp. It's probably why she's so mad. Yeah, let it down. Let your hair down. Chapter nine, and we're back to Favor's first person. When we last left her, she had met her green friend, Racina. If you recall. Over here. (laughs) And at this chapter, she's trying to work up the courage to join Racina's aforementioned painting group. Or I guess courage is not the right word. She's just not feeling it. She doesn't know why, though. At this moment, she's standing out in the bustling holiday streets of Valaris in the evening as citizens rush from shop to shop consuming. Yeah, not you don't even she doesn't even think for a second like maybe it has something to do with the insane power dynamic here. Or, and also, she hasn't painted in so long, and she just because like, for hey. her it's all about the painting. But in reality, it's like well, it's also like you know she's gonna give you whatever you want because yeah. you're the high lady, and I feel like she's not even thinking yeah, about. Yeah, I that. think that would also be uncomfortable to just be like everybody being like, "Hi, whatever you need, whatever you want." As though Reese can feel her nerves, he reaches out over the bond to check in on her. They have a sweet exchange where he proves to be a caring and doting partner as well as sexually arousing her with an image of their first joining on the paint table at the cabin. Man, that's always what I want. I would be so annoyed. I'd be like, now is not the time. I am tr- like nervous about something and I don't want to think about just fucking right now. And I know that like in other instances, but like, come on. Sometimes there's a time and a place. But that's kind of the fun part about this fantasy world of the Fae is that they're so sexually 
driven so to one another that they're always just like ready to throw down, which is fun. It's a fun fantasy. Maybe not in real life it would be as good. I think that's called sex addiction, <laughs> um, which I've like, heard is not fun for people. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. It takes a lot of the fun out of it. Um, but I like it in this pretend land. Yes. Um through their conversation, talking through her thoughts with him, she realizes what felt off about this going to this painting group together. And she tells him she knows what she needs to do now, and they part brain ways. This is Then there's a cut to Feyre now standing inside the boarded-up gallery that she had stood outside with Racina the other evening. It's dark and empty, but... It had probably been lovely before the attack. A massive window faced southward letting in endless sunshine, and skylights, also boarded up, dotted the vaulted ceiling. The gallery in the front was perhaps 30 feet wide, 50 feet deep, with a counter against one wall halfway back, and a door to what had to be the studio space, or storage in the rear. Feyre smells the ghost of paints throughout the room. And- <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, she, she paint turned paint. into a truffle pig, too. <laughs> Much less useful pig because old paint doesn't really do anything for anyone. (laughs) Um, So she she smells all of the the gallery past and becomes invigorated and inspired. She realizes that her first time back in the saddle, she needed to go it alone. We continue on as Feyre in Chapter 10. We've jumped time too late that same evening, and she's been busy. She feels a release and a soothing meditation in the painting, and it seem, and seems to realize how important the practice is to her healing journey. Ugh. Oh, the journey. Creating. Sometimes you just got to create. You got to get it out of your body. Got to get it out. As the clock strikes midnight, she lowers her brush and looks at what she's painted. It's her. Just Reese's dick. Just, <laughs> just like, a, like realistic. And she's just like, I have to have. <laughs> no, she oh, looks back in, at what she's painted and it's her as she saw herself in the Ouroboros. Well, this is much more important, Jackie. But with a big dick. <laughs> but with a big dick. And she's like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Though she's not willing to show this painting to anyone, she is. there's a therapeutic aspect to this decision to paint this out. She leaves it there in the gallery to dry. Then we're back with Reese. Chapter 11, and the time to visit the spring court has arrived. Eee, we're scared. We're scared. Reese notes that the court he's seen for so many centuries is gone, and what remains is ruin. The house itself had looked better the day after Amarantha's cronies had trashed it. Even the flowers have stopped blooming around the estate. It seems he's taken the full form of the beast in the tale. Yep, it's just like the just the thorny vines mm-hmm. everywhere. Usually that happens in the story before the girl shows up, yeah. but this time the girl did it. <laughs> As for Tamlin himself, Reese sees no sign of him or anyone at all. Still, he knocks on the door and puts on his most arrogant face. I wasn't sure what to remark on, the haggard male before me or the dark house behind him. He's, ha- he's going through some stuff. 
Uh, the problem is, I bet he does look really hot. He's still. I mean, he's not I mean, gross. You no, know, you, know. you know he looks good. When like he's with all that, like five o'clock shadow. Yeah, and then he's like his hair is all like, like undone tussled. and tussled, and you're just like, oh, you look too good. Reese kisses him. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh, talk about something I didn't. I haven't actually dreamed about, no. but I could. I could. I could. I could do it. Mm-hmm. Reese holds back though, seeing how he wants to like mock him, but he stops himself, seeing how truly pitiful Tamlin is in the state. He feels as though it would be quite the punch down. Mm -hmm. But still he fantasizes about slaughtering him where he stands. Ultimately, though, he's here on a mission of peace. Not for Tamlin's sake, or even his own, but for the people of the lands. The people of the lands need you, Reese! They need the spring court to be in some kind of order. Tamlin knew that he would be appearing this day thanks to Lucian notifying him. And as he leads Reese through the manor, he's like not surprised by Reese's presence. Uh, Reese notes as they walk all of the shattered furniture and shredded paintings, which is the quote from the book, which is quite literally the, the beginning of Disney's Beauty and the Beast. The, 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 the slash through shredded the painting. painting. Yes. This chapter describes a male broken. And I really flip-flop on whether Reese and Feyre are being too harsh on Tamlin. I know that he scared her and was cruel in certain ways to her and ignored her needs. But I would also add that it never felt pointed, more like clueless. Shades of gray. And he saved their lives multiple times. Yeah. But he also sold them out to Highburn. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he was also playing the long game. So I don't know. And like, yes, as a partner, 100%. Never, you no. never go back to someone like Mm-mm. that. That you, you don't stay with someone like that. But as someone in need that you have to like deal with. You know, you get more flies with honey. I just always think back to that moment where he, like, gave her his wind. Yes, to, like, get her through. And then, like, followed, like, slow motion. Ah! Like, he helped her. And then he gave his his colonel to to Reese. To Reese. And said, be happy. Yes. And gave his colonel to Feyre, too. I mean, I know that was, you know, a different time. But, like, that's two colonels. That's two whole-ass colonels from him. It's not a lot of popcorn, but it's a lot of life. It is. (laughs) Reese is there to tell Tamlin that he will supply soldiers to guard his borders, which, of course, this this news doesn't go well to Tamlin. With Tamlin. Both men are barely able to have a conversation without beheading one another. And Tamlin makes sure to let Rison know that the only reason his borders aren't guarded is because his precious mate destroyed his court. Reese we, is, know, we, we know, know, we know, we know, we know. Reese is taken back in his mind to the days when their two fathers had exacted revenge against one another, and they each played their own part, both of the sons and both of the fathers, that he can never forgive Tamlin for being there when his father took Reese's mother's and sister's lives. Though I don't really know what Tamlin could have done about it at the time. It's 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 compy. It's yeah. complicated. As Tamlin continues <laughs> to argue, <laughs> that's how, that is how Elaine would say it. It's complicated. It's complicated. Oh, I'm just a baby. I'm just a little baby. I can pay with blocks. I can pay with blocks. <laughs> oh my God, we're such dick dockers over here. Oh, that's a very funny meme. Um, 
As Tamlin continues to argue with Rizond, Reese gets up to leave because he knows he can't control his temper for much longer. But he informs Tamlin that he has brought all of this on himself. He goads him, trying to get a rise out of Tamlin, telling him he plans on leaving him here to rot alive. But even as Tamlin begins to rise to the occasion, his, his rage grows. Suddenly his eyes become deadened again, and he simply quietly tells Reese to get out. Reese realizes how truly broken Tamlin is, and as he's leaving, he feels something that might be akin to actual pity. Tamlin didn't have shields around the house, none to prevent anyone from winnowing in, to guard against enemies appearing in his bedroom and slitting his throat. It was almost as if he was waiting for someone to do it. And that makes me feel sad. It, it, like he's not even taking care of himself for a second. Mm-mm. And like, and again, so like when I first read through this, I was definitely more into like, that's what you fucking get. That's a, they, oh, you made your bed and I'm gonna go lie in it. But now in the rereading of it, I have, I do have more sympathy for him. Yeah, I really, it goes back and forth. But right now, I do feel really bad for him. Later, Reese is back in Valaris and finds Feyre amidst the throngs of shoppers. They walk together. Shopping montage! They walk together along the Sidra and they discuss Rizan's visit to the Spring Court. Reese admits that he couldn't be civil with Tamlin and that that alone made him feel like a failure. As Feyre consoles and then pokes fun at him, he marvels at her face and the light in her eyes, cherishes her smile. He tells her to work on his nude portrait and that he'll meet her back at the house. Begging for it over here, mm-hmm. right? But she's got to draw her demons <laughs> for a while. That's not sexy. No. Uh, Actually, I bet her demon's kind of sexy. Yeah, but, I mean, to a monster fucker like me, I'd be like, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Like, lift your sunglasses up. <laughs> Hubba bubba. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's still... We, we cut over to Reese has still not gotten favor presents for Solstice on her birthday, and he feels at a bit of a loss. Though it seems more that he wants it to be just right and not because he doesn't know her well enough to pick something. He just, like, feels, I don't know, maybe, like, a little bit frozen on, like, how can I make this present correct? As Even though she doesn't want presents. No. As he looks through the stores in the Palace of Thread and Jewels, he thinks about the cuffs of diamonds that he had given her long ago. She'd worn them only twice. That night I had danced with her until dawn, barely daring to hope that she might be starting to return a fraction of what I felt for her. And the night we'd returned to Valaris, after that final battle with Highburn, when she had worn only those cuffs. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would be so scared to ha- own something like that. I mean, I'd, I'd be so scared to wear it. I'd be like, I'd rather, I appreciate it. Thank you. I think wearing it during sex would be fun, though. Oh, yeah. It's, especially if you kept it only for that. I think that would be the only time because I'd be like, I know put it's on in your this sex room. cuffs. You put on your sex cuffs. You know, that everyone's got their own certain, you know, accessories that they use. <laughs> so just keep it among those. Put on your sex top hat. Yeah. Uh, monsieur. It's <laughs> me wearing the top hat. <laughs> just the cuffs and the top hat. Yes. Um, but even at this pleasant memory that he's having of that night, he knows that Feyre is not really a jewels kind of gal. 
So instead, he, with the help of this shadowy store owner whose eyes, quote, glowed like coals, pick out a trove of big fat jewelry pieces for Amarin, his second, who had given so much during the last battle. We're back with Feyre now, the next chapter, just a short time after this instance in the jewelry store. And she's indeed returned home to await Reese, though I don't think she's worked on his nude portrait. No, she's too busy with her shopping montage. Instead, she's faced with Cassian, who has dragged in a load of, I was presume, dirty pine pals to decorate the townhouse for the holiday. There's a bunch of squirrels inside yeah. the house. We're like, God damn it, Cassian, why didn't you clean off the branches first? I bought decorations. <laughs> Just the whole, like, the whole the tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> Pine boughs, of course, being an ancient tradition, Earthside, predating Christianity by many centuries. That's right, folks. Your Christmas tree is a pagan tradition. Yes, bring your tree inside. Let's dance around it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That depending on what area of the world or what time usually represented the hope for the return of spring or the worship of trees and, and plants. And it makes sense as it's one of the trees that remains green in the winter, i.e. evergreen trees, which... It would have represented a reminder that the nights will return to shorter again, like we've beaten the, the, the long nights of winter and spring is going to come back. In this here scenario, Feyre is still getting accustomed to the holiday traditions of the Fae and looks at Cassian like he's nuts. This is a very sweet chapter where we get to experience Cassian and Feyre just being themselves. Yeah. The true holiday bottle episode. I'm here for it. I though. know I love it. I love a holiday episode. Cassian drops the pine boughs, and as he's been away at the Illyrian camps for a time, greets Feyre like as he hasn't seen her, and sweeps her up, laughing. Wow. Cassian was on me in a second, hoisting me off the ground to twirl me until I was going to be sick. I beat at his chest, cursing at him. She's surprised to see him out of his leathers and in a black shirt and jacket. Ooh, and he just got off of a motorcycle, and ooh, he's much bigger than he used to be. Ooh, <laughs> why don't you take me for a ride, soldier? And then I get on the back of his hog, and you never see me again. Where are you going? I, I'm going with Cassian. We're going to go have sex on his hog. Forever? Yeah, forever, man. It's wow. going to be just like the end. I know that I've brought it up before. Center stage. It's going to be just like mm, that. And yeah, we're going to like yeah. dance onto the motorcycle and then and he's going to take me, me away. Me feel, yeah. We make me feel. Actually, at the end of that dance, though, she doesn't choose either man. She chooses herself. Boring. I'm choosing the man. <laughs> no, I. it's nice to choose yourself, too. Whatever. It's good for, it's good for you. But yes, I imagine he looks very nice in this. Part. I imagine. Yes. Uh, yeah. She asks whether he wants hot cocoa or wine. Cassian curved a wing around me, turning us toward the cellar door. How many good bottles does little Reese have left? <laughs> the chapter cuts to a couple hours later. Cassian and Feyre, having drunk two bottles of wine, and attempted to decorate the house to limited success. Azrael appears and in typical sad boy fashion, sighs, and begins to try to straighten up the mess that Cass oh. and Feyre have made while they sit and laugh at him. He's so cute. He just wants his order. I get it. Finally, Cassian tells him to stay a while and get into the holiday with some wine and cookies, to which I say, I'll be there. Yes, please. <laughs> 
Feyre echoes her request for him to sit down and drink with them. He glared at me, then the bottle, then Cassian, and finally stormed across the room, took the bottle from my hand, and chugged the rest. Cassian grinned with delight. They they deserve their time to smile. Yeah, they're having just a drinks time. I know some people say this book is like the least, you know, it's obviously the least action heavy, but I do like these chapters where you get to just see them exist. It just puts a smile on my face. And then like you hold on to these moments when things get hard. It's just like life. Okay. You have to experience. You have to live. You got to take a life by the horns and say, baby, I want to jump buck me. <laughs> this is speaking as someone that just wrote a mechanical penis um, a True. couple of weekends yeah. ago. So I know, except there's no handles on a mechanical penis. It's very difficult to hold on to. And boy, do you get bucked. I wish that it had like a, a hose at the front that when you fell, like squirted. It's squirted. It's just like foam everywhere. Honestly, that would be awesome. <gasps> Um, I guess it would be disgusting. Can you imagine how sticky everything would be? Like, if you as did you go- like, if you did like soap bubbles, like they do at like nightclubs, I think. Yeah, it would and then be you fun. get hosed down afterwards, <laughs> and you're just like, ah! <laughs> so they're all now the three of them are all drinking and hanging out, and then Reese appears and joins in on the joking and the general frivolity. It's really a charming scene, which, again, I'd love to see this acted out. Yeah. On his heels, more arrives, followed by Amran. Cassian teases Amran for wearing a giant fur coat that she looks like a snowball, and she needles him about how he's going to feel when, quote, Nesta Archeron is coming for solstice in two days. Man, also, what fashion. Amran just shows <laughs> up just in this big white fur coat. Hell yes. Love it. Because, yes, that's right. Even though they're gathering already, there's still a couple days left until actual solstice night. So they're sort of doing the ramp up to the evening. Everyone is a little bit tense that now that Amran and Cassian are kind of going at each other, which they tend to do a lot anyway. Amran continues to taunt Cassian until Reese steps in and shuts it down. Though we're all still slightly afraid of Amran, she lets it drop by announcing... Varian's coming, so deal with it. Yes! She's got a total boyfriend. Everybody's totally getting laid for the solstice. Not everybody. No, not everybody. A lot of people are. As the evening continues, Feyre reflects, I assume drunkenly, as she's already had at least one bottle of wine, on how everyone was here except for one. Elaine is busy in the kitchen helping Nuala and Saradwin pre- prepare the evening's feast, which only left Nesta absent from it's the not party. It's like you're making any bread, Natalie. It's no, I'm you don't even have Dr. an apron Shots. on. Dr. Shots is here. Although if Dr. Shots showed up in this scene, very welcome addition. Oh yeah, perfect for this night. As Feyre enters the busy kitchen, she asks Elaine if she's spoken to Nesta. Elaine straightened from the piping hot loaves of bread she'd hauled from the oven, her hair half up. The apron calling her Dr. Shots, over her rose-pink gown, dusted with flour. She blinked, her large brown eyes clear. Who wants shots? Yeah, it's me, it's me, it's me! No, she says. No, I told her to join us tonight and to let me know when she's decided. I didn't hear back. I can pay with blocks. I can pay you in blocks. <laughs> 
When Favor presses Elaine further, Elaine becomes unusually terse and final. If Nesta doesn't want to be here, then she doesn't have to be here. Oh, that's that's a drunk girl response. Go ahead. Fine. Fine. Don't. I don't give a shit. But Elaine's even Elaine's sober. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Elaine doesn't. This is around the time when I know that, like, I'm dressing as her. And I think it's because I want her to um, deal with some of her issues. <laughs> but um, she's being a real big bitch. Elaine or Nesta? Nesta. Oh, yeah. Nesta's being horrible yes. in this book. Yes. Feyre thinks about how Elaine is doing much better now, but they are all still reeling from both the war and their father's death. It's clear that today Elaine is feeling a certain kind of way about Nesta and her departure from the family. And Nuala and Serajwin kind of signal with their eyes for Feyre to stop pushing. Favor backs off because Elaine seems to have opened up with these twins more than anyone else, and she realizes that those twins probably know Elaine better than Feyre herself does. As Feyre and Elaine begin to leave the kitchen with the loaf of bread that Elaine just made, Elaine plasters a big smile on her face. As she admits the last time she spoke to Nesta, Nesta told her that she wasn't going to come to anything with regards to the family. And it's fine. <laughs> yeah. That and Nesta- also one loaf of bread, that's a lot of people. I think you could get away with at least three loaves of bread. I think but... maybe this is just like the first round. Oh, okay. All right. I think they made. I assume that their meals are massive. That's just what I see in my head. They, it's got to be crazy. Fortunately, in, in these worlds, I like that she has all of the characters, including the sexy women eating food. Yes. Yes. Um, so Nessa also has told her that she has her own life and they have theirs, and that's the way it is. Elaine says she doesn't care, which is obviously a lie. Mm-hmm. But before they can continue the conversation, they reach the others who are all collecting together in the dining room. And those who hadn't seen Elaine in a bit come forward to greet her. Cass and more jovial and familiar, giving her big kisses and hugs. Reese smiling. With a nod because he lives with her, so it's not a big greeting. Amarin giving her a smile and nod, which in Amarin's world is like a big hug. Asriel emerged from the sitting room, a glass of wine in hand and wings tucked back to reveal his fine, yet simple black jacket and pants. I felt, more than saw, my sister go still as he approached. Her throat Everyone's trying to act casual as Asriel approaches Elaine. Imagine how hot he is. He's just walking through and everyone's just like (gasps) falling out of their chairs. Just like. (laughs) So, yeah, I imagine, too, Elaine is like seeing him in his out of his Illyrian outfit for the first time. And she's like, oh, my. Oh, so everyone's trying to act like it's like they didn't just feel this weird energy between the two of them. The more starts, she's a little startled and he starts walking towards Elaine and they're all like, what's good? He simply takes the dish out of Elaine's hand, who herself looks very flustered. <laughs> he tells her. <laughs> he would just be like, ha, 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 
He tells her to sit, but she looks down and realizes she still has her apron on and seems to want to freshen up. So she runs out of the room. Well, now that's an interesting turn of events. Mm. As they all begin to sit, save for Elaine, Cassian reaches for food, but Asriel grabs his wrist. Wait. Cassian's confused, like, what are you talking about? I'm just a big puppy. I just want to eat the food when the food comes out. Asriel clarifies that they shouldn't eat until everyone is seated. Feyre, confused, asks Reese down the bond what that was all about. Reese tells her that he's sometimes sensitive, that his mother was a servant who was disregarded and ignored at best, that he was feeling compassion for Elaine, essentially. However, methinks there could be more to it. Yeah, I would say so, because it's not like he's waiting for Nuala and Seridwin to I come know. and sit down. I would like to think that <laughs> Nuala and Seridwin had some family they were going to, because they don't like didn't get invited. Yeah, they don't get to sit down. You're not waiting for them. I'd like to think they were in, super invited, but they were like, no, we're going to go see our aunt. Yeah, and they've got other shadow houses to go to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they must. I hope so. Elaine returns, and as they begin to eat together, Amryn grumbles about how difficult it is to eat food, and that, quote, blood tastes better. Aww. Everyone at the table is trying not to look too perplexed as Amryn continues that she also hates the process of eating. Feyre reflects on how the first food Amryn had to eat, which was soup, made her vomit for hours afterwards. Well, it's got to be like if you started all, like, Ch- had, like, a big, blood. yeah, have chipped ham. <laughs> if, you start, if you had a big pile of chipped ham, how'd you feel? I was thinking more if we had to just start drinking blood oh, for sustenance. Yeah. Like, that would that probably too. make me throw up. Yeah. Chipped ham would probably also make me at least be sick for a while. Is there um, mayo on the chipped ham? Mm-mm. So it's not, like, a slaw? No, you, like, put it on, you, like, usually I think it's sandwiches. Oh, Okay. So intrigued. You have to Google it. Amryn continues on that she doesn't like the quote unexpected results of eating. Masriel and Cassian swapped a glance, then both seemed to find their plates very interesting, even as smiles tugged on their faces. Elaine asks what Amryn means, and Reese tries to he says, Don't answer that. <laughs> She tries to prevent the conversation from going further. But Amryn continues, disgusted at how often she has to empty her body. And everyone's trying to hold back their laughter as they realize Amryn doesn't know how to pee and poop. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how would she? And also, what comes out of you if you're just drinking? Like, is it blood pellets? Like, what comes out of you if you're only drinking blood? Or does nothing come out of you? I guess if she was another, she wasn't an actual face, so her body may be inside. Remember I was saying maybe she was just like a made out of like jello Oh, yeah. Um, Just snakes and goops. Just goop. So now, but now she has all of the stuff that Faze have inside. And as Amarin spits out that maybe she should have chosen a male form so she could, quote, whip it out easier. (laughs) Elaine interrupts their deeply inappropriate for the dinner table talk by asking Amarin whether she could have chosen a different form. This shuts everybody up because they don't often dare to ask Amarin personal questions. But Amarin says that, yes, she could choose. And she chose the female form because it pleased her more. Morgan, also, she probably wants to fuck Varian. If she turned into a goose, then what is she going to start doing? She's going to be honking on that donk? And then I'll be like, you'll be like, Varian, be like, I think this is very inappropriate. I think... 
<laughs> I think she just meant just either male, male or female. female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So when she says she she chose the female form because it pleased her more, Morgan looks down at her own boobs and is like, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I get it, get it. Uh, her original form, she goes on, doesn't ha- didn't have a sex. Elaine then asks if she has the ability to change forms, and Amarin asks a question back that confuses the others. Amarin said after a moment. Are you asking out of curiosity for my past or your own future? Elaine's brow furrowed before I could leap in. What do you mean? There's no going back to being human, girl, Amarin said, perhaps a tad gently. Elaine sort of feels self-conscious about that, and she gets forceful for the second time that day, spitting out, I don't know what you're talking about, to Amarin, but it is clear that she's still considering if there's any way for her to return to fucking Griffin. Yeah, it's just you gotta get past I know that she'll get past him eventually but like, give it up he is not that interesting She's gonna be alive and sexy in like 300 years and being like remember when I wanted to go back to Grayson? Yeah, and be like glow up! I mean we've all had a glow up, I mean or at least a lot of our friends have of just like man, remember what we used to do? Very glad we don't do that anymore. She's going to have a glow up. She is. Reese again scolds Amrin, 
with the help of joking from Cassie and Asriel about Amran being the size of a mouse, everyone returns to laughter, kind of easing the tension that was about to start happening. And Feyre watches as Elaine kind of brightens back up, gets light in her eyes again. It's in these moments that Mass shows us also that despite Asriel's somber demeanor, that he actually has a dry sense of humor. Mm. He's a real Stephen Wright. Yeah. She's very aware of Elaine's emotional progress and thinks about how important it is to see that continue. She asks down the bond if Reese will join her for a walk after dinner. And honestly, we'll take the snark. I take snark over baby talk any day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like Elaine is actually kind of growing a little bit and also kind of I don't even know if she's growing. We're going to find out about her, but I do feel like she is putting on this facade of being like, because that's what people wanted her to do. But she yeah. actually has all of these other things in her head. Yeah. That's um, why she, she, she's just not saying I'm here. But that's the problem. Because they want her to be a baby who plays in blocks. Yeah. They want her that. And makes the bread. Makes plays the blocks. She makes her flowers. Oh. Um, we cut then to Feyre and Reese at Nesta's apartment's front door. Uh-oh. When they realize she's not there, Feyre hesitates, but then decides to ask Reese to seek her out using his powers because she didn't want to violate her privacy, but she also really needs to find her this evening. Reese spots her with his brain tentacles. Yeah, awesome. And winnows them to the front of a seedy tavern. And gotta say, sounds like my kind of place. I mean, it is. This is when I start to like understand Nesta more. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. oh I've been there yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's why you're so aggravating because I also was very aggravating to many people for quite some time. And I'm so. pretty sure I've been to the Wolf's Den before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There are wine rooms in this city, Reese said, cringing. There are concert halls, fine restaurants, pleasure clubs, and yet your sister. Yep, Nesta's up the She's just like, when I'm on like a big pizza pie. <laughs> Fuck you, love. <laughs> nah, love doesn't exist. Fuck my sisters and fuck those hot, sexy black men. Sexy, sexy fae, they don't want to sex me. And I don't want to, I don't want to, oh, I don't want to <laughs> fuck them. No. Um, man, I wonder if like this magical, like I know that I, the hangovers must be better, right? Or do they just not? Well, I know they feel seems, bad afterwards. It seems as though both Cassian and Moore can drink all night and then just get up and work. So I think that they have fey powers of being... Wouldn't that be cool? You just get really drunk and then you're done. Yeah, I was 22 once. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not have that experience at 22. I was sick. Constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just work through it. You're just like, ah. And then you like high five each other because of how sick you are. And everybody else is also, is also sick, sick around yeah. you. So you don't feel that weird. Um, but also Reese is being kind of a snob. Yeah, of course he is. Can you imagine being that rich for that long? Like we already say like in our short human lives, people forget what it's like to not have money pretty fast. So like imagine after centuries of having money. Come on, go hang out the wolf's den. Yeah, Come on. But it's fun. Come on, Reese. Feyre decides though it would be best if Reese waits outside so maybe Nesta would feel slightly less ambushed. Reese kissed my brow. If someone propositions you, tell them we'll both be free in an hour. Och! 
I waved him off, banking my powers to a near whisper within me. Have you ever heard that expression before? Ah, I thought maybe, I was like, was this a typo? But apparently in Scottish culture, it's an exclamation or an expression of surprise, contempt, annoyance, impatience, or disagreement. Oh, so it's like an oh, you. Yeah, I think it's sort of like, oh, shoo. Uh, Ah, Ock, 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 och, ock. I don't know. Maybe it's ock. It's probably ock because it's like a lock, like a Loch Ness. It's like ack. I mean, I She's love being Kathy. Yes, she. I love chocolate. I love coffee. <laughs> I understand. Ack, 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 ack. And men always disappoint me. Yep. So next chapter <laughs> is the next chapter is still within Pharaoh, and now she's inside this so-called wolf's den. She reflects on how she's aware that Nesta doesn't have any real friends and that she cavorts with new strangers every night at these various pleasure halls. Been there. Been there. Yeah. Man, yeah. We used to be degenerates. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad. I was <laughs> sad all the yeah, time. Yeah, I cried every day, man. It was, wow. Yeah, I really wish I could yeah. go back there. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> man, you remember how much you used to just cry in public? Like, I don't cry just, like, randomly in public all the time anymore. I used to just also, not that it's bad. I still kind of had fun going and drinking, like, whiskey on the rocks alone in bars, but... You can only do that for so long, you know? Yeah. I mean, now it's like I I would understand like with a nice cocktail and a book. Mm. You know, you sit, you have a book read. Mm. With that, I mean, uh, with the kind of books that I read, I feel like having like the actual physical book is never good because then people are like, what kind of monster fuckery is this? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I'm that guy. And you're over there reading going, oh. <laughs> and then I just, again, slip out of my seat. Yeah, that's awkward. Um. Well, she spots that's not what Ness is doing, even though she does like a romance novel. Yeah. She's in the back of this room playing cards with three high fame males. I did used to play dice a lot with strangers. In, in the bars. back alley? Like in the back of bars, I'd be smoking cigarettes and playing dice. That's, that's fun. That's pretty yeah. sexy. Yeah, right? Because I find this scene very sexy with her just like holding court with these males. Oh, yeah. Like like, eagle eyed over her cards. I think think she looks probably pretty hot in this. Yeah. Um, Reese, being a busybody, tells Feyre down their bond that they are likely, quote, three wealthy young bucks looking to get their kicks. Mm, He also tells her that Nesta is beating them at cards quite effectively, which lets us as the reader kind of get an idea that she's not being. She's not like intimidated or harassed. She's or in, in charge. Or she's yeah. in charge of yeah. herself at this point. In time. Yeah, I think it, it's in a way to understand that we're we are not to be concerned with Nesta's behavior. That she's like that. We're, we're, we're you don't want Feyre to be like, why are you ignoring this like poor? She's like being in, like cornered by men. No, Nesta's like holding her own court mm-hmm. in these places. Nesta's in my spot. head, I see her like in this play, like in this environment. She's like a calamity Jane. Yeah, where she's just like, no, no, no. She fits in. Everybody knows her. Yeah. It's you know where everybody knows her name. Like we've all had those dive bars where it's like I used to hang out in a dive bar called Second Chance that a lot of people would be like. What, you just hang out there alone. I'm like, yeah, I literally know all the dudes that work behind the bar. Yeah. They make sure that I'm fine. I, I will run my mouth off sometimes, but they make sure I'm fine. It's fine. Oh, I miss Second Chance. I know. Is it still there? No, it closed oh, during the pandemic. That sucks. 
uh, maybe they'll get a third chance and then they'll call it that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Nesta spots Feyre and doesn't seem like super shocked and could probably sense that, that the High Lord and Lady were there well before Feyre walked in and instead regards her with contempt. The three males, however, look shocked and a bit frightened when they see Feyre approach. They all bow their heads, and I love the image of Nesta calmly adjusting her cards in that same moment as the other the males are sort of like, oh, no. Feyre asks the males to leave, mm. accidentally calling them gentlemen, which they seem to notice because that's a human term. But they all immediately oblige, and the sisters are left alone at the table. I leaned back in the chair, wood groaning. So which one was going home with you tonight? Nesta snapped her cards together, setting the stack face down on the table. I hadn't decided. Icy, flat words. The perfect accompaniment to the expression on her face. After <laughs> This is me and I'm mad. <laughs> good, good brows going. Yeah? Thank you. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to puke. <laughs> she might be about to do that, too. I don't know. Yeah. After a silent standoff for a few minutes, they both kind of just, like, refuse to speak. And then Feyre fi- finally lays it out. Why didn't you come to the dinner and Lane invited you to? She brushes it off with a dismissal and a smile. I wanted to hear the musicians play. Bitchy response. They begin to argue, Feyre asking why she'd rather be in a place like this. And Nesta kind of retorts, what's a place like this mean? Throughout their rapidly increasing volume, Nesta is drinking a brown liquid in a tumbler, so she's drinking. I also feel like the, that Sarah does such a great job, and yes, I will always call her by her first name. Because call her Rara. Yeah, that yeah, Rara um, told me to tell you guys. Um, she's <laughs> never spoken to me, and I don't know how she actually thinks. But I think that it is great that she writes that like. You can't, especially siblings and especially sisters, you can't force a sister to do anything. And so it is such a, like, a minefield between (laughs) sisters sometimes to try to communicate when there is, like, issues about. Uh As someone that has both a brother and a sister, it's such different ways of communication that you have to have between each other. Where it is just like a, like, if they're doing something that you don't agree with, you, like, if you just go like, I don't agree with what you're doing. They're not going to stop. No. And so you just have to, like, figure out, like, how do I manipulate you while the other sister is like, oh, oh, you're trying to manipulate me now? (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) I just think she does a great job. Yeah, totally. Um, And they have this sort of back and forth where they are trying, like, Feyre's trying to, she's almost like, Nessa can tell that she's being condescending even though Feyre's trying to, like, act like she's being... Just like gentle, but Nessa's like, fuck you. Yes. With this shit. Before they go down a long fight about why Elaine wouldn't want to come into a tavern to have dinner because Nessa said, well, Nessa, she could have just come here to have dinner. What's her problem? Nessa, Feyre cuts it off. She wants Nessa's presence at Solstice in two days' time. What does she want to make an appearance? Let's just lay it out. 
Nesta finds this amusing and makes Feyre know this by no shortage of snorting and rolling her eyes. She asks Feyre if, are you bribing me? And Feyre corrects her, no, 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 I'm reasoning with you. Oh, sisters. She she reiterates what she told Elaine, that she has her own life and they have theirs and she won't be doing this. She settled back in her seat, crossing her arms. Why do I have to be a part of your merry little band? You're my sister. Again, that empty, cold look. I waited. (laughs) I'm not going to your party, she said. I'm not going to your party. I imagine. I just imagined the way a sister would look you dead in the eyes, and it just and then I just imagined a brother's response would be, "I'm not going to your party." tries one last attempt by starting to suggest that their father would want them to, but before she finishes it, Nesta. Don't you finish that sentence. Oh, struck the wrong chord. Can't strike the wrong sister chord because then the sister claps shut. Yes. So bringing up their father seems to have struck a nerve in Nesta. And we've already seen this to some extent. Nesta being unable to cope with or process the death of her father. And to be fair... She did watch him have his neck snapped inches in front of her. So Yeah, and I'm all like, get over it. You would think me it might have a you might have to be thinking about a couple things from that. You I know? guess you might have a dream or two. <laughs> if you're weak. I mean, whatever. Pharaoh was in a hovering cauldron right next to her. She was at least getting to stand on the ground. Everybody's going through shit, you know? Nesta's nose crinkled with undiluted rage as she snarled. Leave! Feyre realizes that they are about to cause a scene in this tavern where everyone is already watching them since she is the high lady and everything. She is shaken by this rage from Nesta and tries one last time, quietly asking her to please come as she's leaving the table. My rent, Nesta said when I'd walked two steps. I paused. What about your rent? She swigged from her glass. It's due next week, in case you forgot. She was completely serious. (laughs) Are you completely (laughs) serious right now? (laughs) Feyre tells her that if she wants her rent, she can show up to the dinner and she'll get her banknote. Nesta's at a loss on this one. She can't pay in blocks. Nope, she certainly can't. Feyre turns and feels every eye on her in the whole place. Every wolf in this den is going to be gossiping about this interlude for the rest of the week. And what a fun holiday gossip fest. Oh have. my God, everybody who's anybody's going to be talking have about it. Have you heard the high lady was at the wolf? Oh my God, who needs night? a Dumois when you just have the one tavern? <laughs> uh, but she holds her head high even through the stairs and, and as she exits. I felt my sister's gaze piercing the space between my shoulder blades the entire walk to that front door and the entire flight home. Ooh, Nesta's big man. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, also, you're getting your rent paid. You don't have to work. You just, you, like, they're paying for your life for you to just sit in this tavern and drink all day and do whatever the fuck you want. Just show up to the dinner. Just come to the dinner. You get over yourself, Nesta. And we learn much more about her feelings on this yes. in the next book. But during this book, you're just like, what, a what is bitch? wrong with you? Because, again, I know that she went through trauma, but also, like, maybe you can talk to the other people who also just went through this huge trauma, too. Like, work with each other, but I know when you're not in the mental place to do that, no one can force you to want help or to get help. And I, 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 which is part of what we learn in this book. And we might learn a little bit more about what we would call self-loathing in the next book. Mm Mm-hmm. so, yeah, the, we'll stop here, but this book, this whole book, just, I don't know why, but I keep thinking of this song at the end of West Side Story where they're all, like, looking out. I think it's with a lot of medley musicals where everybody's looking out separate windows and they're all, like, harmonizing oh, or yeah. they're doing, like, different choruses. da 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 well, they began it. Well, they began it. And then there's just like Anita's in the window like, I'm going to get my kicks tonight. It's like all the different characters just like experiencing the day before solstice. Oh, I mean, I get it. I just saw Les Mis at the Pantages. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. And everybody's singing about war. The Jets are going to have their day tonight. Or their way, I guess would make more sense. The Jets are going to have their way tonight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are the Jets here and the Sharks? Well, that when I started then watching that the video of it, then I just started imagining the Jets and Sharks as Illyrians. And now Ooh. I really want a Sondheim-style music. And then they all start kissing. About Laris. Yeah, but then there's kissing. Oh, yeah, except they ain't snapping. They're just, but their siphons are glaring. Yeah. And then they kiss. And then they kiss. Um, That's it. (laughs) And that's the end of A Perfect Story. Then, please read up until chapter 17, colon, Farah. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.